Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. It's your Daily Dose of Donna, and today is Friday, August 18th. It's Friday, Friday, gotta get up on Friday. Is that the song? Welcome to the show. You guys, welcome to the show. We have made it to the end of what I said to my friend. Um, <laughs> I said to my friend Molly on the phone this morning, my East Coast correspondent, Molly Dare. I said, you know what this week fe- felt like? Between the Jeff Lewis, Brandy Julie situation, immediately into the three-day Bethany Rachel situation, it feels like election week and I'm CNN. You know what I mean? It feels like I am ESPN and this is Super Bowl week. It feels like this is Oscar week and I am Joan Rivers. Like I don't, I was not ready for this. I was not ready. I didn't do my, you know, my prep. I didn't la 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 la. I didn't get a lot of sleep before. I didn't, you know, fuel up. I didn't get any of that before this experience. So this got dropped into our laps, all this, all this craziness. And you know what I was talking to my friend Molly about this morning when I was having this conversation was, you know, for the Vanderpump Scandal situation, we were waiting for it. We knew every single Wednesday that shit was coming to us. So like we, we were waiting, we were waiting for reunion part one, part two, part three, like we were ready to go, right? Like we were ready to lock up the doors and tell the kids don't bother us and give us, you know, a glass of wine, some popcorn and let's go. And on this one, we didn't. And I want you guys to understand doing what I do um, as a content creator, as a podcaster who is just starting in this world. And I'll tell you guys a story in a little bit, but just starting in this world, you know, I've been in the the industry for years and years and years, but I just started Daily Dose of Donna on January 6th. Just remember that. So I am, um, where are we? It's August 18th, like what, eight months, seven months into this. Uh, this is a seven month old show. And I am really, truly building. I'm growing and I'm building and I have momentum when things like this are happening. And so what happens when you are a podcast creator or a YouTube creator or a TikTok creator, whatever, and it's topical, you can't sleep on it, right? Like, so there's this weird pressure, like I got to keep talking about it. I got to keep talking about it because if you, if you don't talk about it, like if, if my podcast was just, um, my Molly Dare just showed up. I was just talking about you. If my podcast was just a Monday podcast. By Monday, the Bethany Rachel stuff may feel a little bit like old news, right? So it's like we got to keep going every day. It feels like a lot of work. And I remember I'm solo parenting right now. Lance is out of town on a show. And I have two kids who are not in camp and not in school. And um, and I'm running the show over here. I had a burst pipe in the middle of the night. I had a dead rat in my pool the other day. <laughs> Like it's life is crazy. And remember, I also have a job. Like I am also a podcast producer and I have clients that I work with. So it has been 
a crazy week. That being said, I am very grateful it's Friday. I am so grateful part three aired this morning so I can just, we can talk about that today and then, you know, hopefully this weekend, I think I'm going to, um, I'm going to relax a little bit. I'm going to relax. Oh, oh, tonight, tonight. Oh my God. Gummy says old episodes of Scooby-Doo. No, no, no. It's all about the iPad, baby. It's all about the iPad, but the iPad, no trouble. (laughs) I didn't do that well. Um, Tonight, you guys, we are having our Patreon happy hour. So if you are subscribed at the higher tier of my Patreon, which is the $10 a month, you can try it just for once if you want. We are doing a happy hour live on Zoom at 5 p.m. Pacific time. It usually lasts about an hour, an hour and a half. And I have so much fun stuff to talk about tonight. I'll, I'll give you guys a little teaser. I went out last night to Soho House, um, the Holloway House, actually, which those of you that are Jeff Lewis fans and you were part of this whole Brandy and Julie drama this week, this is the restaurant that he said on air that he took them to to have this like long conversation about how things had to change before they didn't change and they got fired. So it was my first time there. I'd been there when it was the Pally House, which is what it used to be. Beautiful restaurant. Beautiful. And um, I met actually up with, uh, his name is Michael. He is my new best friend. I hope he's going to be okay with that, that we're best friends. Um, but I could have been there all night. I'm sure he was having fun too. And we were there for three hours and he is a producer. He is a currently a showrunner on the, um, Jeff Lewis's Amazon freebie show, Hollywood House Lives. So he's the showrunner there. And he knows everything. So we had so much fun because he's such a chump too. He listens to the show. He was there yesterday shooting the show um, that we're – so we'll see this on the Amazon show where all the chumps got together because I don't know if you guys follow, but we're all the chumps. Oh, Jeff talks about Michael a lot. There you go. Um, and yeah, he hasn't been on the show. I asked him. I was like, why aren't you a guest co-host or whatever? And he's like, I don't know. It's a little bit, you know. Jen does it. Like Jen Green is one of the producers on the show as well. And she does it. But um, I think he just feels like he just needs to make sure it's the right time. He doesn't want – I think it's also you have to be careful as a producer. You don't want to, you know, get in between and say things that may throw your network or whatever under the bus in any capacity or whatever. So um, he's fantastic. I love him. We sat there for three hours. We had some cocktails. Um honestly, so good looking, like, sorry, Lance, but so good looking. And we had, we had a great time. We had a great time, got a lot of interesting information. Um, but the best part about it was just hearing about his life and his history as a producer. So this guy has worked on Real Housewives of New York, Real Housewives of Atlanta, Kim Zolciak's, um, Tardy for the Party, uh, Married to Medicine, And I'm trying to remember what other shows he said he's worked on that like I was interested in. I I don't watch Married to Medicine, but we were talking all about it. He worked on the seasons of New York, you guys, of Jill and Bethany's funeral scene. Okay? So if you can only imagine the stuff that we talked about. He was on the boat that almost went down in Cartagena. Please Please understand this, the, the importance of this conversation. He's showing me on his phone footage that he took of the boat, of the boat, with like Dorinda and Tinsley. They're dancing. They're hanging out. Ramona and Sonia are in the corner crying. This is not footage from the show. This is footage from his phone. I was like, Michael, 
will you marry me so that we can share this phone and this, we can have property that is mine so I can show my audience because that's all I care about really is my dozers. Um, it's genius. I mean, like talking to him about his stories, he worked on, of course, don't be tardy for the party. Like it's just, I was like, this is my Disneyland. I want to live with you. Like I don't, I need more. So we're going to hang out again and I'm trying to get him on the show, but I don't want to get him in trouble. And you know, it's tricky when you work with, when you talk to producers, because how much can they share in a public matter? And I get that, you know? So, so just, it's just interesting. Oh, as we're sitting there, this is good. Oh my God. Darlene says, I'll take Lance. Okay. I'll get Michael. You take Lance. Done. Um, okay. Good question about Rachel. And we're going to get into the Rachel Bethany in just a moment. One last thing before I get into it. This is a really, really good one. We're sitting there. He and I are chatting very early on. And all of a sudden, um, a woman comes in and she's like, Michael. And she goes over and gives him a hug. And he's like, uh, oh, everyone drink. I'm a perfect mix between Dorit and DJ from Full Tan, Full House. Candace Cameron, drink. Thank you. So, um, so this woman comes over and she's like, Michael. And she goes and gives him a hug. And he's like, this is Donna. Hey. And she and I meet. And then she goes, oh, blank. I don't want to say their names, but I don't think it's a big deal, but like blank is coming and he's like, oh my God, he's coming. And then the guy came and introduced, well, it turns out that Michael introduced me to the showrunner of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and the showrunner of Million Dollar Listing. So I was chatting with the showrunner of Amazon, of Hollywood House Lift, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Million Dollar Listing. Uh, I was like, uh-huh. play it cool, Donna. Play it cool. I'm cool. Everything's okay. Is Kyle a lesbian on Ozempic? <laughs> uh, so much to say. Join the Patreon. Okay. So we, um, we're going to get into today's episode, which is the third part of Bethany's three-parter with Rachel Levis. I want to first clear up a couple of things before I get into it. I'm getting comments that are all over the the map, over on TikTok and on YouTube. On um on YouTube on TikTok, my comments are half and half. Like, why do you hate Bethany so much? Why are you being so horrible? This was a great interview. And then half are like, yes, I agree. On Instagram, my comments are all I agree. There's not one person really that I've seen that is like stood up for Bethany in this case. And then here on YouTube, I woke up to a lot of comments saying like, you're just jealous. You hate Bethany. This is you. Like, I feel like you're a mean girl. Okay. So let me try to clear some of this shit up. Why do I talk about Bethany so much? The truth is, up until these last couple of weeks, I didn't talk about Bethany so much. If you guys watch the show or listen to my show, I would talk about Bethany once every couple of weeks if there was something big in the news, which tended to happen a lot lately. Remember this. She's been in the news a lot. She's always in the news lately. So, of course, like the Jill Zarin interview 
Everyone was talking about that. If you're in the housewives or reality TV zeitgeist and like universe, there's not really a way to avoid talking about Bethany when she has a big interview like the Jill Zarin. And then she's all over the place talking about the reality reckoning. Huge news for this industry. And now this week, it would be asinine. It would be irresponsible of me. And it would be, um, frankly, like really stupid of me not to talk about this when this is what we want to talk about, right? So that's one thing. I'm not obsessed with Bethany, but she is so center in this news. Like, I don't care if, you know, literally my gardener interviewed Rachel Levis. My gardener would be the topic of today's conversation. That was a huge, huge interview. We all were obsessed with Scandal. My show was so all about Scandal for a while. So of course I'm talking about Bethany. Okay. Number two. Um, I want to be clear that my frustration with the interview is mostly because it is with Bethany, because I think it detracts from the true real point of the, what it, what should have been the point of the interview, which is Rachel getting her ability to tell her story. What happened here, what happened in this case is that, thanks Sandy, got a gummy bear What happened in this case is that because Rachel chose Bethany as the vehicle to share her story that everyone was dying to hear, it's very distracting because it's not coming from a place, and I spoke about this yesterday with Dana, it's not coming from a place of, tell us your story. Like, tell me, what's going on with you? When I watched you on season six, episode eight, and Lala was being mean to you and you were struggling over there, what did it, there's none of that. It's how did Bravo screw you? Andy screwed you. Tell us more about that. Here's the horrible things you were told. Tell us more about that. There was no pushback on any of these three parts about, wait, Rachel, you do have to understand the vitriol online when you did have an affair with someone who was a tenure couple. When you did, um, you know, uh, when you did choose to do this with Schwartz and Katie asked you not to, and you still did. We have to take, like, Bethany never came back at her the way a normal interviewer would saying, okay, I understand you feel this way. And I understand that that did happen, that you did get called all those names, but let's also see like why you believe that you didn't deserve any of the hate. You know, there was no There was no kind of pushback on Bethany. There was no pushback on Bethany in the sense of, wait, wait, wait. Tom said he was offered a producer credit. So what happened? Is that true? Uh, That's never been happened on Bravo before. Let me go and check my sources. There was none of that, which by the way, yesterday we did find out that he was not, in fact, offered a production deal or a producer credit. I don't think Rachel lied about that. I think Tom Sandoval probably lied to Rachel about that is really what my thoughts were. Um, You guys have so many amazing comments and I'm like dying to read them, but I also don't want to get too distracted. Um, Rachel would not – so one comment that just came up was Rachel chose Bethany because she didn't want to get torn apart. Yes, because she knew Bethany – was hoping Rachel, like wanted, needed Rachel on her side and make Rachel look like the victim. Yes. But also there is no way, there is no way that any good interviewer would sit there and just tear them apart. A good one. 
a good interview, and Molly just said this, the best interviews have zero agendas except to get questions answered that we all have. So how many questions did we all have and that you were like yelling at your phone that Bethany didn't ask except she just said, wow, wow, interesting, wow, wow, wow. Bethany, so shocked. Mother Teresa, wow. Wow, that happened to you. Wow, wow. So I think that there's a little bit of a weird situation here, you guys. We have a person who's trying to get their agenda across. I know that I commented on Bethany's Instagram saying, I do believe that you were just inserting your own feed and words into her, so, or you were feeding your own words and your opinions into her so that she could better strengthen your case. When I said that, Bethany immediately came back and was like, essentially saying, there is no lawsuit, honey. Your input is invalid. Mean. But also, it's okay if she did. It's fine. I'm really not offended. She's going crazy in her comments, clapping back at people. But also, I never said lawsuit. I just said strengthening your case. And anyone out there would not, I don't think anyone out there would see that strengthening your case and immediately think it's a lawsuit situation, right? I just mean your case against, like I have a case against, you know, my husband, why he needs to do the dishes more. That doesn't mean I'm suing him. This is just a stupid, it's like, it's, it's just stupid words that she's taking and she's going all in. Um, it feels like, it feels like this is Bethany's agenda. Rachel fit perfectly into the palm of her hand here. And I'm really upsetting at what I'm upset about for Rachel. And you guys, I am not here taking it down, Rachel. I will not ever be the person that is going to sit here and attack someone who I think is very weak in my opinion, like I don't think Bethany puts it out there. Like she is putting it out there left and right. I don't personally believe that Rachel deserves us like going and and just killing her online right now. I don't. But it is a little frustrating when you see that the overall experience of these three parts was, I am sorry. I see what I did was wrong. But Bravo did this. Producers did this. James said this, Ariana and Tom had this, Tom did this, Sheena did this, Graham did this, the girl at the Meadows did this, Andy Cohen did this. So it turns into, I'm sorry, but, which is immediately going to take away from I'm sorry. When I talk to my 10-year-old, And he does something that bothers me or upsets me or does something wrong, like hits his brother, okay? And I say, Dylan, like, that is not okay. Go apologize to your brother. And he'll go to Oliver and say, I'm sorry, but you started it. I pull him aside and I say, that is absolutely not okay. That's not an apology. The fact that he started it is not a reason for you to go and hit him back. If you're apologizing, you apologize on your own. This is very, very simple like behavior, right? That's taking accountability. Taking accountability is not, um, sorry, Rachel. (laughs) There's a Rachel in the comments saying, I'm seeing my name everywhere and it's making me crazy. There is a, there is taking accountability is not, I am sorry I did wrong, but it's because of, and it may be because of, 
but that's not something that needs to come out of your mouth. If you truly want to take accountability, if you truly want to understand that you done fucked up, it doesn't really have anything to do with what caused you to fuck up, if you guys get what I'm saying. If, if, if you really mess up, like if I, I'm trying to think of like, if I steal someone's money, that is a, that is a, mis, that is not a mistake. It's like an intentional mi, like problem, right? That was bad. That's bad. You steal someone's money. I didn't have money and I'm poor is not an, is not a reason why I stole. It may be the reason actually, but it's not, it shouldn't be the justification for why I stole. Does that make sense, you guys? Um, She never blamed anyone else. She owned it. Okay, just, just giving context to everything. Um, I disagree. I think she did blame many people. Um, She said, I would have never had this affair had Tom and Ariana had a relationship that was longevity. Like, with longevity. That feels like a little bit blaming, in my opinion. Um, She said, everyone had an affair. I was just looking up to my cast members. She said, "Um, Bravo rewards you with more money if you have bad behavior. There's a lot of blaming there. There's a lot of blaming. Um, Let's get into some of the facts that came out in this interview, like not facts, but like some of the actual things that were said that are new and shocking. The HIPAA violation. Now I am not in any way an expert, but I I implore you guys to go implore. Is that the right word? I want you guys to go to at, um, okay, wait, hold on. Yes. I'm getting a comment that says Bravo does reward bad behavior. Yes. And yes. And that is not why you slept with Tom, because you didn't sleep with Tom out in the open. You were hiding it from Bravo. This was a secret. This was not a part of the show. Had she not had an affair with Tom Sandoval, Raquel would not be in the position she's in with the world. Understand that. Her behavior on Bravo, her behavior on camera, her behavior in the show is not why people are fully mad. Yeah, they may have just like kind of not liked certain things about her, but I actually think that this show, this season, had Sandoval not, Scandoval not happened, this season would have been Rachel's redemption season because up until like when they went to Lake Havasu on that girl's trip, I was team Rachel. Unfortunately, we had just found out about Scandaball when the, the, those episodes were airing. Rachel was coming off looking real good this season. Okay. Now let's talk about this HIPAA. I am not a HIPAA expert, but IG Famous by Dana, who was on my show yesterday, she has a great video that she posted on her page all about HIPAA, all about the legalities, the real definition of of HIPAA and um, what that means. They threw this word HIPAA really fast out. Um, Rachel says Andy violated HIPAA when he says he thought she was heavily medicated at the reunion. So on the show, he did say, not on the show, um, I think he said in an interview something along the lines of, you know, she sat there very 
unemotional. She must have been heavily medicated, something along those lines, okay? Um, I believe, I believe that um, from what I know, Andy Cohen is just a person. He's not her doctor. He's not a therapist. He has no inside information. He stated what a lot of us were thinking, was, which was like, what's going on there? There is no, like, it was weird. And yesterday, you guys have to remember this. And we talked about this with Dana yesterday. Her whole thing was like, why didn't I get offered a tissue? Ariana got offered a tissue. I wasn't offered a tissue. Well, Bethany said that actually. And you weren't offered a tissue. Um, she wasn't crying. She never cried. No one's offering me a tissue right now because I don't have tears in my eyes, you guys. You don't get offered tissues when you're not crying. Now, I really want to talk about really fast about the HIPAA violation uh, without stepping into shit that I don't understand because, like I said, I have no idea what uh, um, HIPAA violation is. And by the way, someone just said antidepressants or Lexapro specifically, which I don't know if you know that she's on Lexapro because be careful because you could be violating a HIPAA violation. But um, I am on an antidepressant. Well, it's actually an anti-anxiety, but it it's it simulates an antidepressant as well. Um, not Wellbutrin, not Lexapro, I'm on Zoloft. I've been on it for about four years because I have anxiety. I have generalized anxiety. And trust me when I tell you I fucking cry. <laughs> I cry all the time. I cried on the show. <laughs> you guys saw me cry. So, Okay. Exactly. You can't violate HIPAA because you're not a healthcare professional. So Andy Cohen can't violate HIPAA. Now, I really also want to say something else. Bethany was very, very pointed on Andy Cohen, against Andy Cohen. So this is a lot of questions and comments that I was getting over on my, on my um, Instagram and my TikTok and stuff. Why does it feel like Bethany's going so hard at Andy and not Bravo as much? Andy, Andy, Andy. Andy and Bethany, and I'll post it later, you guys, on my stories or on TikTok. Andy and Bethany were, were tight. They were friends. They were close friends. I think they really, really loved each other. Bethany likes to say now that it was a friendship made for business. I believe that there was that plus a real friendship. I really do. They spent a lot of time together. They would do their beach walks. Um, I really think that they were actually very close. Andy made Bethany feel very stupid in my opinion, when Bethany started the podcast Rewives. So a few months ago, she, it was, I think it was in the holidays because I remember there was a menorah behind Andy Cohen. Um, Andy and Jeff Lewis and Bethany were on Andy Cohen's Watch What Happens Live. It's one of the best episodes I've ever seen because you take – those are the three most like watchable reality people, right? Like it was amazing. Andy was on – asked Bethany, he mentions on the show, so Bethany, you and I are in a public feud and they kind of laugh about it. And it's essentially because Andy was interviewed and said publicly that he was shocked that Bethany was now doing Rewives, this podcast, because Bethany had just trashed the housewives for years and years and years and years. She had called it toxic. She had called it um, depressing. She had called it boring. She had called it all those horrible things. And then all of a sudden now she's coming back and doing a podcast. Bethany got schooled in this live episode of Watch What Happens Live by Andy Cohen. Jeff was Jeff, right? Jeff was like, so tell me, Bethany, like, why is yours different? There's not any other recap shows. Like, Bethany, and then Bethany said, well, I was let 
I wasn't let go. I'm not a disgruntled housewife. I am a, um, I am a, I chose to leave. And that's the difference, right? And I'm just talking about it from my experiences. I don't believe that Bethany was ever able to forgive Andy for that moment because, because, um, Oh, wait, hold on. I need to, I need to, I need to read what you guys are saying about Andy. Um, because Bethany was used to Andy Cohen having her back. Bethany always had Andy's, Beth, Andy always had Bethany's back on all those reunions. Remember when Carol said to Andy, um, oh, you're scared of her too? Bethany was always the favorite because she's good TV. Okay. Andy finally spoke back to Bethany. And I don't think Bethany was prepared for it. I don't think Bethany could handle it. And I think Bethany was very, very upset by it. And even if they talked it out and were fine, it was public. It was on TV. It was live. And I don't think Bethany ever recovered from that. That's my thing. I think she truly, truly never recovered from her anger towards feeling embarrassed by Andy in that moment. So, um, that's just my, that's, that's a side note. Andy, and I need you guys to understand this. A lot of times in the episode today, Bethany claims, Bethany goes to Rachel and she's like, and then Andy said, come back. He's summoning you back. Like you were, you were upset and you were, you know, getting apparently this beat down, but then he's like, come back. This is just crazy. This is your employment, whatever. Do you guys recognize this? Andy Cohen is not Rachel's boss, was never Rachel's boss. Please understand this because I think a lot of people are under the assumption that Andy is still a Bravo executive. Andy is hired by Bravo to host the Vanderpump Rules reunions. That's it. He is a producer of the Housewives shows, all the Housewives he is not an executive producer or a producer or anything on Vanderpump Rules. Please remember that. This is important. This is important because he's hosting a reunion. That's it. He's not her boss. And Bethany doesn't know the facts, once again, on this interview because she's talking to Rachel about Andy treating her horribly as a boss, as an employer. Forgetting or not even doing the research that, yes, he was Bethany's employer. He was Bethany's boss as an executive producer of of, um, the Housewives. But he was never Rachel's boss. Never, you guys. He was watching Scandal along with us. Do you remember that? He wasn't watching the dailies. Please remember that. Okay. Um, Okay. So I I need to, I don't want to get distracted. Let's keep going. Okay. So she says, and I'm trying to get my source that I found out that she's not a producer. Um, I'm trying to get her to, uh, you know, hook it up, but she was promised a mental health advocate at the reunion, but she thinks it was taken away from her because she was talking to the paparazzi at the nail salon prior to the reunion. reunion. So if you guys remember that, the night before the reunion, we hadn't heard from Rachel. We hadn't heard from Rachel. And then all of a sudden we see her at a nail salon here in North Hollywood, sitting outside with a, the same TMZ producer that I believe is is on speed dial to all of these people. 
Um, and trust me, there are paparazzi that are on speed dial. Like they don't just show up where they are. There's no way. It was a very set up interview. Um, was mental health advocate, was the advocate taken away after that? Maybe. Maybe there was a deal that said, you know, we'll get you a mental health advocate as long as you keep your mouth quiet and don't open up and you share your story for the first time on the reunion. Maybe there was a deal there. No one else gets a mental health advocate. You know, it's not like Ariana was gotten a a mental health advocate and she was the one, she was actually the victim in this, in this situation. Remember that. Like she was the one that got cheated on with her best friend and her, or with her friend and her boyfriend. Okay. She also asked Bravo to dispel rumors that she was at the spa and Bravo refused to, to keep the salacious narrative. So what happened was she went to Meadows, which is a a rehab and not a rehab, a mental health facility. And there was a lot of rumors around that time that she was at a spa because there was like these really beautiful spas in, in Arizona. And she says that she wanted Bravo to clear that up. Why does Bravo need to clear up Rachel's story? I'm very confused. Like Bravo is not Rachel's PR. Someone tell me this. Like why? I I was so confused. She said, my team, my team, my team, my team reached out. Rachel has entertainment tonight on speed dial. That's where she released her first apology um, conversation. Entertainment tonight could have released this press statement from Rachel. What do you, Bravo? What, like, like on Instagram, Bravo, or like they're going to do a commercial, like a special event. It doesn't make any sense. Bravo didn't owe Rachel's team to clear that up. So confusing. Um, next. Um, Okay. I want to be in your guys' group. I freaking love my dosers. I'm like, I want to hear, I want to be in the conversation. I'm having FOMO over their TikTok comments. Um, yes. Joanne says, you have to remember that filming had ceased, that the affair came out and then Bravo picked up cameras. Exactly. This was not part of the show. <laughs> this was not a produced situation. This was not a, on a group trip that they put them in like a sex room and said to have sex with each other and then like, you know, let it be and let it air out. Like it's, uh... Okay, Rachel says no one from Bravo checked on her while she was in treatment. Again, that's not Bravo's job. That's not Bravo's job. Is it not right? It it's it sucks. It it, it sounds like shit. That sucks, but it's also not a real, like. You have to understand who studio executives are for the most part. You guys, I've worked for these people. They're not like. They can't be, it's not in their ability to like, that's not their job. Their job is not to be your best friend and your therapist. They are, they, they, they're running a business. I don't know, you guys, they find this really strange. Feels again like blaming, right? Okay. Um, oh God, MLF, what am I missing? Rachel thinks it was unfair that Lala, oh, this was a whole other boat. Rachel thinks it's unfair that Lala monetized on Send It to Daryl shirts since that was based on a Rachel a letter Rachel was sending the letter to Lala instead of her lawyer. Okay. Number one, Lala did not take Rachel's words and put it on a shirt. 
Lala said, send it to Daryl. And people loved it so much that it became a very, very popular clip and it became a meme and we were all sharing it and it was so funny. People were using it as a sound because it was Lala's, it had nothing to do with Rachel. It was just funny the way Lala was saying, send it to Daryl. Do you guys remember that? When she was like unhinged on her Instagram every single second? It was so funny. Lala is a smart businesswoman. Sorry. All of these scandal of all people except Rachel have been, have proven to them, proven to be, maybe not Schwartz, proven to be incredibly intelligent business people. They're taking a shitty situation and they're deciding to monetize the crap out of it. And you know what? I'm not against it. I'm not against it. I personally do not feel like, um, oh my God, I, I, I personally do not feel like she is, uh, she's making sense here. She's like, it's not fair. It's not fair that they are all making so much money and I am broke. Well, honey, I'm not trying to be mean, but you did, you chose, you chose to go to the mental health facility, which is the right choice for your mental health, if that's what matters. You chose not to sell your story. You chose to give it away for free to Bethany. You chose not to write a book. You chose not to go on 2020 or some sort of ABC primetime tonight or whatever it was. Even even an exclusive with Andy Cohen. Like you could have made money. Money. You didn't. That's not anyone's fault. It's not unfair. It's the only person it's unfair or you should say that too, is yourself, honestly. And I say this in true, honest, like I know a lot of people who are really creative and really, really talented and suck, suck at implementing it as a business. They suck at the monetization part, right? There's a lot of people that are really, really intelligent, really talented, have a skill, have a, like, can do things more than anyone that I've ever seen and they make zero dollars. And then there's people out there that take their talent and they make money. So you can't say that that's unfair when you have, your team is not guiding you well. Rachel, come to me. Please come to me. Let me help you. I've got a lot of, you know, crisis managers in my back pocket. Molly Dare, Molly McPherson. I know a lot of producers. Like, let's hook you up with some good advice here. I'm worried about it. Like, I don't know who's behind Rachel, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, she also talked about the Vegas trip with Lala and Christina. She said that she did a great job off camera. And then once camera, like Lala and Christina were like, great job, great reality TV off camera. And then once cameras were back up, they were mean to her again. It's possible. I wouldn't put it past Lala to be honest, but that's not Bravo's fault. It's just like Lala's fault, right? Um, Graham. Oh, Graham. This was the best when, when Bethany's like, do we have to talk about the dog? Like, is the dog relevant? Do we even, like, have to talk about the dog? As someone like Bethany, who is obsessed with her two dogs, I found it so interesting that she was just so, like, flippant about the dogs. So she says, um, she says, do we have to talk about the dog? And Rachel's like, we, have we talked about the dog? Because <laughs> dog is, like, so not – it's, like, such an afterthought. So apparently Graham was very aggressive which by the way, there are dogs out there that are aggressive dogs. Um, 
and supposedly had bit Rachel multiple times and other things. And then she said she took it. She, she gave the dog to her parents while she went to the meadows and her parents couldn't handle it because the dog bit her mom down to the bone. She couldn't even get stitches. It was that bad of a bite. And they basically said, you either have to come out of meadows and handle her or like put her with a foster family or we're taking her to a shelter. Well, I don't understand why, why Rachel's parents couldn't have taken her into a foster family. Like why they couldn't have just handled that. They took her to a shelter. They took the dog to a shelter. I don't know if, um, and, and Rachel knew about this decision. So she actually did. She actually, you know, took the dog to a shelter. Um, MLF. I want to know if she addressed her galaxy light addiction and therapy. Honestly, it's like an inner child thing, I think. Um, James, apparently, according to Rachel, the reason why James was never called to take Rachel, I mean, to take Graham was because Rachel said James is the last person that should be a dog parent because he's never had a dog before. And he taught the dog how to be aggressive. So all of a sudden we're like, we're saying that James is the reason like James is Michael Vick, <laughs> according to Rachel. And like, you guys have to remember that we're talking about like a golden doodle. Do I think that the dog could have bit? Yeah. Do I think James taught this dog to bite? I don't know. I also think that I guess the microchip was scanned and it was supposed to be confidential, but the rescue reached out to Lisa Vanderpump. Well, Thank God. Like, thank God. I don't know. I don't, if you love, this reminds me all about like what's best for your dog. It's, it's like a divorce couple, right? When you have a divorce couple and you think about what do we, um, you know, what do we, what do we care more about? Our arguments, our fighting, being right, or the safety and the happiness of our child? You sent your dog to a shelter, which means you'll never see that dog again. And that dog is going to go to a house that you'll never know, or God forbid, doesn't get picked up. And then it ended up in Lisa Vanderpump's hands. And then it ended up with James, who the dog recognizes and knows. And you're saying that this is a mistake? We don't know if it's a kill shelter. I'm sure we could find out. I'm sure someone's done the research out there. Okay, let's keep going. Rachel had no idea that the dog was adopted by LVP and James until she saw photos online. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I think that's a lie because I knew about it before I saw photos online. Just going to say. Um, okay. A lot of other things. Now she acknowledges that she let a lot of people down and she's disappointed in herself. She wasn't happy. She was in pain. She was drinking too much, et cetera. Um, she does want to share with other people that there's still hope. She says, I needed to get caught. That I like. I think that's like a good, good um, answer. And I think that's important to to recognize that. Like she should have just let, left, let it there, right? But then she says she'll never go back to reality TV because she doesn't want to put herself through abuse again. Also, phenomenal answer. Good. Don't go back on reality TV. But then it says that she asked for equal pay with Tom and Ariana. And for her treatment and to be paid for her treatment to be paid for, but, but Bravo refused. Okay. 
Last night, in my conversation with an executive producer showrunner, I found out that the majority of people, the way that it works on these reality shows is you get paid equally to whoever was on the show as long as you. It really is a, um, it is a longevity of, of, of time on a show as it would be in any other industry, right? The more you're with a, a show, like a, in a job, you get promoted every year or you get bumps, you get raises. So, and that's like equal to other people. So Rachel's of course not going to get what Ariana and Tom got because she was on season four or five of hers. I don't even remember. And they're going into season 11. Ariana, maybe season 10. No, I think Ariana was on season one a little bit. So I find that interesting. Um, So I would never go back on reality TV unless I was making the exact same amount as Tom. She said something interesting. She said that she, well, she has a no contact uh, policy with every cast member. She said Lala reached out and said she would have a conversation with Rachel. Um, And also that Tom emailed her twice about coming back, which I find interesting because was he lying that he was on the phone with her that day on the plane? Remember when he was holding the uh, phone and it said Rachel on the plane and someone took it? Was that a lie? Have they really not talked? Is she still lying saying he's emailing her? He's emailing her? Huh? Remember, he went over to Special Forces doing that reality show and according to Nick Vile, um, who was also on the show, Nick Vile said on his podcast that he brought a picture of her. You think he's taking, he's just emailing her? Oh, maybe he needed to email her because she was in the, um, maybe he needed to email her because he was, she was in the facility and she couldn't take phone calls. I don't know. Um, this was interesting. She said she reached out to Lisa about her concerns with James not being a fit dog. And Lisa just asked her about filming a few scenes. She almost did get to her story about her gram. So almost like she was saying, Lisa didn't care about my well-being either. I don't know. It's possible. Um, Rachel then says, my, my plan now is that I am going to, I, she goes, I'm really, I've become kind of obsessed with learning about myself and bettering myself and educating myself about why I do what I do. Um, I want to start a podcast with mental health professionals because you never hear from the other woman. You never hear the side of like the other woman. And, um, and Bethany was like, good, good. And she goes, call me. Like, I'll help you basically. Um, 100% this will be under Bethany's network. Bethany's going to start a podcast network now. Mark my words. And um, and here's the thing about this. And I said this on TikTok earlier is that Rachel should have done a podcast. But she should have done it last week. Because no one's going to listen to the new podcast. Maybe they'll listen to the first episode. But they're not listening to the rest. And if she opened up with a Chris Harrison um you know, the, the truth podcast, I forget after the final, what was Chris Harrison's the most dramatic podcast ever? That's what he called it. His first couple episodes said his story, said, I've been quiet. I've been kind of MIA. He's the host of the bachelor that got canceled. And now I am here to share my story. And his podcast shot up to the ratings. He made probably a good amount of money off ads and stuff. So why did she do this? if she's just about to start her own podcast and talk about it, because now who's listening to those first couple episodes? Maybe the first episode. They will listen to the first. I'll listen to the first for you. Um, And then Bethany flew to record the podcast with Rachel in Arizona, which I knew 
if you watch her TikTok, you would know that she was in Arizona. So, okay, this was a long break. Oh my God, it's 46 minutes long. Long ass breakdown. Overall, I'm going to say this. I am so happy it's over. I am so happy we don't have to, well, we will be talking about this more. I think overall, did it do Bethany a serve, like a service? Did it make her look better? No. I've never seen Bethany's comments worse. Although she, she'll delete a ton of them. Did it make Rachel look better? No. And that's the bummer here is that Rachel did have a moment to come back and I think she could have found a way to redeem herself and get a lot of people on her side. And some people feel that way, but I think the majority, if you look at like the grand scheme of things, if you look at the the overarching um, conversation online, I would say the majority of people out there believe that this was a Rachel, um, this was a bad look for Rachel. This was a bad move on Rachel's part. So we're going to watch what happens. I've got a lot more that I want to share with you. I will be doing that tonight on the happy hour on Patreon and then on my Patreon in general, because I try to keep certain things out of the public, um, you know, the public view here. Uh, and you can jump into that anytime. If you want more access, go to Facebook. You can join the daily dose of Donna Facebook group absolutely for free. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you so much for being here, liking, commenting, sharing. I got so many new comments and um, reviews on my Apple podcast link. So if you're on Apple or Spotify, make sure to give a review and leave a rating. Um, and I appreciate you guys so much. Really, honestly, I I was stayed in the top 100 on TV and film podcasts all week long. And that's because of you guys. So I can't tell you how much it means to me. I love you. I'll see you guys on Monday. And now we all need to take a nap. Actually, we need to be like Bethany. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. So go to sleep. Love you. Bye. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. 